Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Temper Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60 month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Yes, I know it's a downtime for the NFL, but it doesn't mean there aren't things to be discussed. Damn, if they haven't kept our attention, even though nothing significant has happened, it's all in speculative mode, and we love to speculate as sports fans. We'll do some speculating with Matt Verderam from the uh, com website, their NFL reporter. How you doing, Matt? I'm great, Jody. How are you? Good. Appreciate your uh, hopping aboard with us. You knew coming into this offseason after we celebrated a uh, another Super Bowl winner, first time in a long time for the Kansas City Chiefs, that it should be a fun offseason because there are so many big names headed to NFL free agency. But mix in the peak and valley up and down of a premature collective bargaining agreement. Uh, when you checked out of your hotel from uh, the Super Bowl and uh, went home, knew you had a couple of weeks to take a breath before you had to jump back into it, did you have any idea that this was going to become as big a uh, story as it has become? No. You know, really, when I left Miami, I think the, the general consensus thought was at least, you know, the CBA was there. Look, it's going to take a little bit of time. Yeah, they like to get it done early. Maybe it gets done in the spring. And I, I think that's really how a lot of people, at least covering the league, felt. Then all of a sudden, like you said, really right after the Super Bowl, you start hearing, okay, well, they, they might really want to push and get this done. The owners want to get these TV deals pushed through. They want to get some cost certainty. Uh, and, and, you know, they, they put enough in the CBA where I think it's going to get passed here in the next week from the players. Obviously, for them, it's a majority vote. Uh, and when the owners tell these guys we're making minimum salaries, hey, look, you're going to get a $100,000 raise. That's a lot of money for these guys. That, in some cases, almost 20% raise, and that's 60% of the league is making the minimum. So uh, it did accelerate, I think, quicker than anybody thought, but it looks like it's going to get done uh, right before free agency. Now, as you mentioned, for the fringe players, and uh, I, I can call them fringe players because I'm a non-player. <laughs> I wouldn't even make fringe. I look up at fringe players, so it's not a derogatory thing I'm saying when I call them fringe players, just to identify them as compared to the star players. Yeah, there are things in this new collective bargaining agreement that would be very enticing, and it's a one-for-one vote. The superstars' votes don't count any more than the fringe players' votes count, which is true democracy, which I will always uh, adhere to and root for. Um, is You really think that's going to be enough to get it done? And if it is, are they going to have fissures within the union? Because there are some guys who have been pretty outspoken about the plan so far. Yeah, you know, I do think it'll get done. I'd be very surprised if it does. And everything I've heard and I think everything most people have heard is, look, you know what? Ultimately, these guys, they're going to vote with their wallets, just like most people do in a general election, 
right? Like you, you vote your wallet, and these guys who are 60% of the league making the minimum salary, and this is a big bump. It also, by the way, includes a couple extra roster spots for each team as we're going to go to 17 games here, whether it be, you know, 2021 or 2022, when that's finally finalized and put in action. But that's a lot more jobs. Unions typically vote jobs. They're going to get 64 more jobs or so out of it. Uh, and so, yeah, I think the, the most vocal is usually people who are against deals when it comes to union, uh, you know, dealings. But I think ultimately, yeah, it'll get passed. And yeah, there might be a little bit of dissension within the union. But by and large, I think most guys, they're going to say, look, my career is three, four years. I don't care. I want to get paid now. And, I, you know, and, and I'm, I'll worry about the rest of it when, you know, I'm done playing. And I, I think that'll be the general consensus throughout the league. There was a report earlier today, way back to this morning, that said uh, from ESPN that there is at least a handful of owners who are hoping it doesn't pass because they want to jump right back onto the bargaining table and try and extend the regular season even further, that they think the 17-game season is not enough in adding dollars to their own pockets. If they're going to go down this route, they want to go full bore and add two more games and make it an 18-game regular season. Other than them getting together and having conversations because they're in, in the, we're in the midst of having the collective bargaining conversations with the players, why do you think the owners decided to let this leak out now that they not only aren't happy with the deal they are putting on the table, they want to put an even bigger deal on the table to make the players work hard to earn, to earn more money? Well, Jody, you said it right. And I, and I was just going to say, have you ever seen a more obvious leak from one side mm-hmm. ever? Uh, the owners clearly are saying, hey, guys, look, if you don't accept this deal, if you don't get this pushed through, we're going to push for 18 games. We're going we're gonna to push the screws through even a little bit more. And so – I think what the plan is, and I don't know this obviously for fact, but what I think is happening is the owners, they're looking at this deal and saying, okay, it's 10 years, 17 games, maybe it'll kick in for the last eight years of the CBA, whatever it is. And then when that's up, they're going to come back to the bargaining table and say, you know what, guys, let's just make it an even 18. Let's make it nine home games, nine road games. That way, schedule balances out a little bit better than it's going to with 17 games, or you're going to have some teams playing nine home games and some teams playing eight. And I think that the compromise is probably going to be, look, this year, if the CBA goes through the way it is currently structured, they're going to jump from 47% to the players in terms of total revenue. The players are eventually going to get 48.5%. My guess would be the owners will say, you know what, let's make it a 50-50 split, and we get 18 games out of it. I think that's where all this is headed. I think right now the owners are just putting a little bit of pressure to make sure that this CBA proposal passes, and that way they can get these TV deals out of the way and they can all move forward knowing that by the end of this current CBA, or, the, or the, what would be the current CBA when it gets signed, that the salary cap is going to jump from about 200 to $400 million because the money flowing into the NFL is going to be unprecedented for a sports league in this country. So you believe that the leaking of the information today was purely strategical to try and get the players to put, put the deal that's on the table, not really to... Uh, get the players to believe that this is something that if it's pulled off the table, that's going to be their first offering uh, that they, that this is done with an eye on actually doing a deal rather than not getting a deal done. Yeah. I think it's a power play a hundred percent. I think the owners are just trying to let the players, Hey guys, look, we know you're going to have to vote here by March 12th. Free agency, the tampering period starts March 16th. 
we'd really appreciate it if you guys vote and push this through. And I, I think this is their way of, of putting a little bit of pressure on the players. I think most of the players will see right through it. But, uh, you know, it's a little bit of gamesmanship in the media. And like I said, I think when they come back to the table in another decade from now, I think that's when you're going to be looking at an 18-game schedule and they'll knock off another preseason game. They'll give them another point and a half of total revenue, and they'll go from there. Well, we're talking to uh, Matt Burden Ram from uh, Fansided here with us on CBS Portrait about the NFL. All right, we got a bunch of free agents that are going to become free agents in just over a week from now. How much will they be affected by whether this vote does or doesn't go down? Will it either upgrade their potential earning powers drastically if it gets done? On the downside, if it doesn't get done, how much can these players lose? Well, I, I think if you're a free agent, I think you want it to get done. The reason being, you know, I reported when I was in Indianapolis for a scouting combine, I had a few different league sources telling me that is this year the cap's going to be about 200 to $204 million, really regardless of whether or not the CBA gets signed. But if it gets signed, they projected it might, the cap might jump to as much as $240 million next year. And obviously that's the biggest jump in the history of the league. And so if you're a free agent this year, I think one thing that is fascinating is normally – you know, teams want to lock guys in on on these you know short term deals. They don't want to have to have a ton of you know rigidness in their cap moving forward. And players typically you know they they want to get that long term deal. They want to get that security. I think they're going to have a lot of free agents just from talking to some people around the league. They're going to want to sign one and two year deals because the cap's going to explode. And so I think you know teams this year abnormally are going to want Jay. Why don't we sign you for five years? Why don't we get that done? Uh, and it's going to be fascinating to see how some of these big-time players, guys like Jadavion Clowney, obviously some of these quarterbacks, uh, you know, Austin Hooper, Joe Thune, players who are at the top of their respective markets. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, do they sign for, you know, let's say, you know, 10% of the cap for each part of the, part of the deal, you know, 10% this year, 10% 2021 cap. Uh, I don't think teams are going to play it that way. I think teams are going to say, no, 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 no. You know, it's just going to be a standard regular contract like it's always been. I think that's the prevailing wisdom. And so if you're a team, you want to sign these guys as long as humanly possible, uh, you know, with the idea of, hey, we lock them in a fixed rate now. We have a ton of cap space, uh, and, and their percentage of the cap is only going to dwindle. So I think if you're a player, you do want the CBA to pass, because you, you ultimately there's more money you know that you can get out of uh, your deal, but if you're locked in long term, then you kind of lose some of that leverage. So it's really very very interesting to see how some of these things shake out. I get exactly what you're saying, and it makes a ton of sense. Here's the devil's advocate view: if you're the owners and you say, "Listen, you, you're holding to a one or two year deal." Well, then you're getting a $3 million signing bonus rather than a $30 million signing bonus. And if anything goes down, you get clipped by a bus in front of your house next week. Guess what? Uh, You don't have that big signing bonus that we're already willing and able to offer to you right now if you sign a five-year deal. And it almost always seems to me in the NFL where there's more or less guaranteed money than any other sport – the players want the guarantee. So even though they know that there's a potential bigger payday if they wait, sign short-term, and then go long after, yep. the short-term's going to be un- un- non-guaranteed, and that might be a hard swallow. No, listen, that, that's true. And I, I look at you know Patrick Mahomes, obviously he is the guy that everyone's talked about this offseason. He's eligible to sign extension for the first time. Uh, you know, People think, hey, you get $40 million, you'll be the first player ever to do that uh, in the NFL. And I... 
I wonder with them, like if, if the Chiefs go to Mahomes' camp and say, hey, here, five years, $200 million, $160 million guaranteed. If you're Patrick Mahomes, that's a really hard contract not to sign, right, to your point. I, mean, I, I totally understand that. But if you're Mahomes, is there any part of you that just says, you know what, I'll play it out this year, I'll, I'll hope and pray that I stay healthy, and then when that cap jumps to, you know, if it does get all the way up to 240, as, as some people in the league think it may, at that point, as you say, you know what, now I'm worth $45 million a year because that's the same percentage of, of the cap as $40 million would be this year. Now, is that worth the risk? Maybe it's not. But I, I do think, you know, there are definitely going to be some agents, some players who are looking at that and going, maybe it is worth the risk. I agree with you. I think a lot of guys will just say, look, I just want the security. Lock me in. It's more money than I ever could have dreamed of having. But I do think there will be some guys who say, you know what, I'm willing to take that risk. Uh, it, it's going to be really, really interesting. It's going to be an offseason in a lot of ways that's very unique. All right, Dak Prescott, more likely to get a franchise tag or less likely to get a franchise tag? Oh, he's getting tagged. Yeah, I, I don't even think there's a question. I, I know they've, you know, there was a report today out of Dallas. The Cowboys made him an offer $33 million, um, upwards of $100 million guaranteed. If the Cowboys can somehow push that through, then, then I think they would turn around and they would tag Cooper, and they would feel very good about that, and they'd just kind of move on. I don't think Byron Jones is in their plans. Um, but it's, it's so late in the game at this point, they're going to have to really make that a contract that Prescott just says, you know what, I'm, I'm almost bound to take it. And I don't know if $33 million a year is going to do it. That's still less than Jared Goff, and I think he would feel like, look, I'm better than Jared Goff. Uh, I think I think Jared Goff might feel Dak Prescott's better than Jared Goff. So uh, it is interesting. I think the Cowboys, they got to sign one of them if they want to keep them both without a massive bidding war on Cooper. Because if, if they if they're both unrestricted free agents come the, the March 12th tag deadline, they have to tag Prescott, and then you're getting into a situation with Cooper where you might have to spend 100 million dollars to keep him. So uh, I'm sure they both lock him up, but I would think that yeah, he's probably going to get tagged. Unless the Cowboys just say, look, basically, let's, let's do whatever you want because we cannot lose face by losing Cooper a year and a half after giving up the first-round pick for him. When you're talking about the GOAT like Tom Brady is, I know re- re- name recognition and overall career accomplishment are going to lead you to be the top topic of the conversation. But is yep. he truly going to be the domino that needs to fall first before all the other quarterbacks go in place? Yeah, I, I think, you know, coming out of Indianapolis, there's two things about Tom Brady that everybody around the league was talking about. One is that, yeah, he is that domino. I think everybody expects to kind of see where he goes and then figure it out accordingly from there. And I think the other part that everybody talked about was nobody really knows what's going to happen with him. I, I think if if you had to be a betting man, you should look. you got to take a trip. I think everybody would eventually land on the safest bet is that he goes back. He goes back to New England. But – if he leaves, if he does leave, there's a lot of different places you can land. I would think Tennessee would make the most sense for a variety of reasons. They're a good team, obviously very familiar with the coach, played with them for many years in New England. Um, but I do think, yeah, he's going to be the guy. That everybody in that quarterback market, you kind of wait a little bit and say, okay, you know, if, if he go, let's say he goes to Tennessee. Well, then maybe Tennessee, if they have to tag Tannehill, then maybe they renounce the tag and then he moves on. I, I, I do think, even though Brady's going to be 43 in August, he still, he still carries that gravitas, and he's still good enough that 
yeah, I think a lot of teams with the quarterback situations are going to be looking at him and then figuring it out from there. Well, all starts in a little over a week from now. It should be fun. Matt, always a pleasure whenever we get you on. You always bring good stuff to us. Thank you much for this evening. Thanks a lot, Jody. Take care. Matt Verderam from uh, Fansided. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.